I'm Alan, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Kaylee, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Danielle. My pronouns are she, her, and you are listening to Target Snark It, a weekly podcast from Broad Digital Consulting. Happy June. Happy Pride. Uh, welcome back to Target Snarket, a weekly podcast by Broad Digital Consulting, wherein a bunch of fucking marketing nerds are trying to just generally make business and marketing a little less slimy. I am one of your hosts, Danielle Bilbrook, lady in charge. I am another one of your hosts, Kaylee Myers, and turning into Hunter Thompson. I am Alan Connolly, and I am the cat herder, and these two are the, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm We're the cat <laughs> I would like the audience at home to know that, um, that was, like, Alan was trying to come up with something on the fly there, because, like, what you didn't see... <laughs> if you are in fact listening to this particular introduction is that we already recorded an introduction wherein Owen forgot their name <laughs> and just referred to themselves as third host. <laughs> um, and then there was just a series of time where they were on mute for minutes, whole minutes and never fixed it. So they insisted that we redo the introduction, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure this is any better for you, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Things haven't been good for me, <laughs> and they're not getting better. <laughs> uh, we do really quickly, uh, before I get into my very... Uh, passionate and and heartfelt uh, diatribe to open the episode. Uh, we do want to very quickly wish Alan and their new spouse Jordan a very happy uh, nuptials. Is nipples. <laughs> what they uh, they were called. Uh, they got married Yay. just recently, and uh, we are so thrilled for them. So. Be sure that you uh, check us out on the socials and wish Jordan and third host <laughs> uh, a very happy lifetime of marriage and uh, queering marriage. Yeah. Too, which I think that was like, that was one of my favorites. I didn't get to be there, but I mean, technically they didn't actually invite either Kaylee or I. We were very proud um, about it, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Wow. It's not a big deal, I guess. Uh, but we did get to see it like everyone else on the Instagram story. And <laughs> I cried. I did. I, I sobbed. The uh, the officiant that uh, that you had, that that speech was really really powerful oh they nailed it and it was so beautiful and by the way for the record it was an elopement people aren't invited to those we just needed witnesses except for the people who were invited to (laughs) 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 the people that attended except for 
you know that the the pictures are public, right? <laughs> like that you put them up like on the internet <laughs> that we all get to see. Them. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm just gonna it's cool. just gonna say this anyway. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> moving on from that, I guess uh, before we get started. I do want to preface this episode, um, and and I'm I'm kind of glad that we we did get to kick off the episode with uh, a little bit of of queer joy, a little bit of trans joy, because like quite frankly, this is uh, gonna be a little bit heavy, you know. Like we've got some good information for you. We have some really excellent action items for you to take. Um, but overall, uh, this pride, I think I came out like nine, eight or nine years ago. And in the time that I've been out, this has been for me, to me, the scariest pride since I've been out. Um, I don't know about for the both of you in terms of like, one, how long you've been out and, and two, kind of what that's looked like. I mean, yeah, I actually would agree. I've been out maybe like 15 years now, and I wonder how much is in combined with the the gun violence. Sorry to bring us down even more in different subject, but there is this combination where things feel very realistically violent in my direction, you know? So I think that, like, as queers, we kind of always live with that understanding, like, Violence could happen to us for who we are, but it feels really, really hot right now, like feeling the heat. So I've only been like out out for about five years. I went to Denver was my first Pride Festival, I think I went to while I was out. But I am also exiting Florida like many other gay people down here. Different reason, obviously, but like it's so... We have prides that are being canceled. We have prides that are just kind of looking completely different so that there isn't a large gathering at one time in one place because in Florida, it's one of the states that has the fear of permitless carry. Like literally anyone in this state could have a gun legally. So it's been pretty scary for me. And that's just as like a hetero looking couple too in Florida. Like it's always pretty scary, let alone if you can't hide what, like if you're trans, if you're black or like a person of color and you can't hide that stuff, it's just really scary down here. Yeah. You know, as you both have said, it's, it's always been scary. Um, And, you know, for the folks at home, uh, you've, You've heard a couple of our uh, Pride-centric episodes now, um, and I don't blame you if you're tired of hearing about the way that this has gone, um, both, you know, politically and socially and uh, businessly. Yeah, we're like super, super tired of living it too, right? And... uh, we, you know, we're, we're in this position where I don't think any one of us feels as though we really have a choice, but to continue to speak up. Not that I would take the other choice if I did, but uh, right now uh, our, our voices and the use of our voices feels particularly important. Um, you know, we here at Broad Digital, we're 100% staffed by humans who belong to at least one marginalized identity. 
you know, lots of us have intersecting identities that are not, uh, I guess, normative in, in general. Many of us, including obviously, you know, we we just talked about like how long we've been out, uh, including, you know, all of us on this podcast, we all identify somewhere inside of the LGBTQ spectrum. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's important to note, too, that you can be multiple letters at once, right, uh, inside of our, our very own alphabet mafia. Uh, so, you know, it is for that reason that we're going to speak loudly about pride, that we're going to talk about it, especially while it's going on, um, because this is our community and because, you know, we actively work here in our business at our consulting firm to advance equity for LGBTQ people through the work that we do and in the ways that we do it and the ways that we hire and train and the ways that we work together internally this year. Um, and it's become even more important to talk about for so many of these reasons that, that we're discussing now. Uh, right now, there is more anti-LGBTQ plus legislation on state floors than at any time in recent history. It's getting pretty fucking specific and it is nearly always started out under this uh, this anti-trans false flag. And when I call it a false flag, I don't mean that it's not actually anti-trans. It is super anti-trans. Uh, it's that they're using the same arguments that they did back before it was okay to be the L, the G, the B, the Q. Uh, you know, back when... when our ancestors were literally losing their lives due to, uh, you know, institutional violence and negligence. Um, and and maybe that sounds dramatic to, to the folks at home, but frankly, that's that's exactly what happened. It's not dramatic for the people who lived it and frankly, for the, the people who didn't, um, the people who didn't live through it at all. Uh, so, you know, not only do we believe here that trans people deserve humanity and justice and equity, we are scared for our coworkers, we are scared for our clients, and in some cases, we are scared for ourselves. Uh, we really do believe that right now our very existence is resistance. And, you know, that's been a slogan for a while, but I I know that I have personally felt more and more often like that is why it is so important to use this little bitty tiny platform that we have uh, to be able to say the things that we need to. And maybe we're speaking in our own church, right? Maybe, maybe the people that are listening, they already uh, feel and believe and know these things. But in the event that, you know, this gets shared and that even just a few people don't, uh, I think it's important to say that, you know, we're not going back. We're not going back now. We're not going back ever. Uh, even though our electorate seems to be moving backward and stripping our community uh, under this flag of anti-transness, they are not going to stop there. Um, but I think, and this is, this is really where, like, if you're like, Danielle, get to the fucking point. Where does this tie into business and marketing? Um, we're noticing a a really highly disturbing thing happening. 
for many years. You know, you you heard us talk about it uh, recently. You've heard us talk about it in our first Pride episode when we were like, should corporations be at Pride? You heard us talk about it in our second episode when we talked about, you know, these uh, alcohol companies, these cannabis companies, these nicotine companies that are are disproportionately targeting our community and profiting off of uh, our uh, the, the violence that is inherent against our community and the type of mental illness and, and other health issues uh, that that stem from that. Um, you've heard us say, you know, corporations need to do more and, uh, you know, pride has gotten too corporate and the rainbow logos aren't enough. And now that we've been in pride for a week, I think we, we asked this question, Alan, I believe that you were, you were the first person to weigh in on it when we were like, do we think that some of these places will change their flags or not? And how will we react? Um, we've seen a lot of a lot of corporations that just have it. Yeah. And I think you sent me something from Instagram the other day that was like somebody saying, hey, when we said stop rainbow washing and putting just a rainbow logo up, we didn't mean like stop doing that altogether. We meant like, hey, back it up, do more. Mm-hmm, and right. it seems like maybe the wrong thing happened, you know? They did the yeah. easy thing. Yeah. Right. Anybody who follows me on LinkedIn, I do have like 5,000 followers. It's not a big deal. Like we can discuss it later. But uh, (laughs) it's a micro LinkedIn. Yeah. My friend Avery, graphic designer, once made me uh, a graphic uh, ribbon for being one of the top 1% LinkedIn users. Like I said, yeah. it's not for this episode. It is definitely something that we can talk about in a future one. <laughs> I really hope we do. Um, but uh, anybody who does follow me on LinkedIn has seen me, you know, get pretty fucking mad about about this. That um, watching corporations withdraw their support, it, it, it feels like, like I'm mad about it on so many fucking levels because... On the one level, it feels like withdrawing their support in this very visual, very obvious way that feels like taking their ball and going home. It feels like like every fucking time I've had to listen to the fucking has been trash washed up comic whose name I won't even fucking say because he's told the same shitty joke about trans people for the last like five or six years now and seems to be just fixated on the queer community to just yell at all of us about how good we have it I guess uh you know this this idea that like we are this demanding group that demands more than we deserve, that we should be thankful for the progress that we've made. And so some of it feels like corporations withdrawing their support, like, well, fuck it. If if you don't like my rainbow logo, then I'm going to take my ball and go home. Yep. Yeah, one of the ones I was pretty shocked at, and I'll call it out right now, is 
Mr. LinkedIn didn't change their profile. And actually I looked back and they haven't even said anything about like it being Pride Month. Um, They're definitely one of the platforms that if not meant, like they did something for AAPI Month just a few weeks ago about, they did a webinar, I think about um, Asian American or Asian Islanders in the workplace. So I'm pretty shocked there hasn't been anything about the LGBTQ community or um, what we want to talk about today, which is giving money to the LGBTQ businesses. But yeah, they were probably the most shocking to me right now, um, since LinkedIn's kind of where you always see it. And I've only noticed like ad agencies are the ones who have changed it over. It's so short-sighted too, because I think of like... And this is why I think mentorship is so important or like elders in any community that's disenfranchised because they've seen a longer period of time where things have ebbed and flowed. And like, to me, I'm looking at this as a very serious backlash that we're facing from the progress we've made. But I also understand that backlashes happen and then we're going to swing back in ways we right. like, we hope, right? That's that's what we hope when we're making progress. So that kind of stuff, this kind of wishy-washy pulling back right now, following, you know, who they think they want to pander to, I guess, is just, like I said, it's just short-sighted. Like, what are you going to do right. now? You going you gonna to try again in three years when it's mm-hmm. cool again? Right. I- right. I'm going to remember, you know. Yeah. Right, right. I'm definitely shocked by LinkedIn because Microsoft is a pretty decent uh, LGBTQ ERG and Microsoft owns LinkedIn just to preface that. Like, why are we talking about those two companies? Because they're together. So that that is surprising to me. And, you know, one of the things that I I said in one of my most recent LinkedIn posts, too, is like history will remember that you when when you were faced with this opportunity to show your support you were on the wrong side and history will be the only way that you're remembered because i mean my hope is that even if i'm not fucking around for it if the planet still is that when we do swing that that next way that it is with such fervor and and such uh, a definitive statement, a definitive action uh, that these brands are relegated to the history books, that our buying power, especially as like the younger queer community gains buying power, which is something that I feel like a lot of these folks haven't remembered um, that we do have more and more people identifying as queer than ever before. That's not because it's cool. That's because people feel safer to say so that when these, these young queers grow up and have the buying power and it's not their parents buying power anymore, these companies will be forced. I hope, I hope we force them to answer for 2023 and, uh, when they showed that they can withdraw their support anytime that it gets uncomfortable. You know, Alan, you brought up the, the gun violence piece. Um, it's been one of the reasons that I know target cited for pulling back on their, their LGBTQ, their pride merch. 
uh, was violent bigots. Mm -hmm. How do you fix that? I don't know, right? Like, and being in other countries and watching how they watch us with the guns, you know, it's, I mean, it's just very obvious why it's scary. And it's like, we need allies, but allyship is coming at a higher cost. Or is it? It feels more important than ever that a place like LinkedIn that doesn't have brick and mortar locations that is the pivotal platform for working professionals. Like, what are these people going to do? Get off of LinkedIn? Like, okay, by all means. I feel like you all tried to do your own social platform a few times now. And, you know, it turns out that, like, you can't make it, it like, it hasn't functioned, right? So you needed to instead get fucking Ron DeSantis to buddy buddy up with fucking dumpster fire Elon Musk Twitter and that fucking presidential announcement. Oh my God. Um, like, I, I mean, I, I say this because like, there aren't a lot of options. Like we know this, we know this as content creators. We know this as marketers that any time that anybody have, has ever looked at a Facebook and an Instagram at a, at a, at a LinkedIn and said, I don't want to participate in your twisted fucking algorithm game anymore. And I'm picking up my ball and I'm going home. Everybody else has been like, okay, bye. Because they're not changing anything. These guys are here to stay. And so why wouldn't you use this awesome platform that you have to take a stand? Whereas like with Target, yeah, I don't want people who are barely fucking making a living wage in their state to have to be subject to these violent assholes who already don't give a shit about them and don't want to raise the minimum wage so that they feel valued. I don't want them subject to that either. No, and it's really interesting not to bring it back to LinkedIn too, but I have contacts like on LinkedIn that work at LinkedIn and they have shown been shown at events. They're queer people who work there and they have had queer events, pride events internally. But is that enough? No. <laughs> <laughs> like... I mean, I don't, it just feels like with how scary everything is, you got, it just has to be more. And even if the profile picture was like, you were tired of the comments from the wrong people, it just fucking pushed through it at this point. Like, you have to do something. And if it's keeping up that rainbow profile picture... Yeah, maybe we backtrack and say 2023 is the year you got a rainbow wash because, like, we're in a dangerous time. Like, uh, I, I, the whole, I, without, just in general, in 2023, being in a large group of people is really scary to me. Like, yeah, between COVID still being a thing, like, still being a thing. And then just any type of gun violence that has been happening. I mean, there was just a shooting in Miami last weekend or two weekends ago. That was just, it said gun violence, but it was just two groups of people that both whipped out a gun and started shooting at each other. Like it was not gang related. And it's just like, that's how people are kind of dealing with their issues. And it's very scary. Let alone you add on top all this random hatred for trans people that is like also just bizarre some of the comments 
are out there, it's really scary. And it's not fair for people to have to live in fear for just being like, that's what trans people are asking for is just to like be, you don't like, that's it. Just, this is who I am, period. The more like, like, please understand that, you know, yes, we've, we've, you know, waxed semi eloquently about this for like 20 minutes now. Uh, this was not the intention. Um, it, but I think that that illustrates, I know it does for me, just how heavy this has been on my mind this year, how hard it has been and how, how heavy it all is. You know, I, I would look at it. I have looked at it and thought like, okay, you know, broad, like maybe our logo, our target snarket logo, like whatever, we don't need to make it a rainbow because we're all fucking queer. Like that's doesn't get more rainbow than that, you know, kind of a thing. But, but at the same time, maybe we do just to illustrate, just to stand up for it. Maybe, you know, uh, there needs to be just this visual display of, of support, of solidarity, of community, um, wherever we can right now. And I don't, I don't know, I don't necessarily know what the answer is, but I do know that like, you know, I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. The, the both of you sent me the story about when they uninvited, uh, the drag group um, from their pride celebration, which like, fuck off. You're in fucking Los Angeles, California, you know? And, but at the same time, I also, I also get it. Like I live in New York and, and I'm in an area where still like there is anti-queer violence, like in my little neighborhood uh, and has been, you know, since I moved here. So like it exists everywhere, but now I'm pretty sure, like, I, I feel like I just saw the the MLB had not changed their logo and they always have. And so you've got like, man, like really, this is, this is where we're at with this. And it is just over and over and over again. Um, I feel like it is a, is, is it still, it's not, Mm-mm, it's not, not changed. Kaylee? Not the logo, not the cover photo. In the last, like less than 10 years, and, and I don't know how it's been for y'all, but for me, I've definitely feel like I've had a few moments in the last decade where any sweet summer child that was still inside of me believing that integrity prevailed, believing that doing the right thing was something that everybody wanted to do and everybody was actively trying to do and had different ways of doing it, believing that like we all cared in some capacity about advancing society forward, but we had different approaches to it. That has gone away several times. I can tell you one time was right after Donald Trump was elected president and that's when we found out that all of the things we thought were he was legally required to do was just decorum. Mm-hmm. And it was just like precedent, but decorum. And the second time was during COVID um, as the government started to pull back on any kind of regulation and any kind of help for its citizens. And I went, wow, we really are on our own, aren't we? Like, this is it. Nobody is coming 
to help or save us. And right now I feel that in our, in our queer community. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you. I was thinking about that too, as we were describing, like, I'm like, it's summer and I want to go out and do the things I want to go to the carnival, to the movies, et cetera. But it's always in the back of my mind. And like, also I was thinking about a moment for me as well. Danielle was when the club Q shooting happened last year and the Denver Broncos put up something that was like in solidarity with the victims. And it was, I think it was rainbow or something. And the comments in it were vile, vile, like absolutely vile. And I was like, I literally, how can you put this together? Like, how can you take a mass murder, like a shooting and comment like that (laughs) about it like I just don't I can't fathom and so I think my idea of what humanity is has changed Mm -hmm. very very much also the this kind of world I think you talked about this with somebody Danielle who was it Amir about misinformation and it almost mm-hmm. feels, especially as a trans person, the misinformation that is just cycling through conservative circles about what it is to be trans and what we do. Like, I don't know how to fix that. And that is that plays in so heavily to like, how do you convince people that I am not a groomer when that's mm-hmm. and that I don't want like, I don't know, how do I convince people of that when that's all they're hearing? in their little chambers. Yeah. And a big one is always like trans children in sports. I think that will always be a fucking argument, even though I don't, I grew up not playing sports, so it doesn't fucking bother me. (laughs) I don't think we should be putting so much pressure on children to do sports and like have your whole life dedicated to said sport. Like, but it's like actually I'm anti-sport. I'm anti-sport. I'm that this, the Kraft Myers household is anti-sport. <laughs> Pro-trans, anti-sports. <laughs> so I too don't want I don't want any children to no. play sports. <laughs> I am unless they're go, baby. Go to I want go contact to your, sports your, with toddlers. That's it. <laughs> go to your state legislature and be like I have an argument to make. <laughs> yeah, we can clear this thing right up. Just stop sport. No children. <laughs> that amazing. I'm dying. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I think that taking a look at like the fact you're right. I, I there's so much misinformation that's out there, and we know for a fact that misinformation spreads faster than accurate information. Mm-hmm. We also know that this is a world of our own making, that um, the very tools that were, you know, that that old Zuck still likes to hang on to the fact that, you know, uh, they they orchestrated the Arab Spring on Facebook. And it's like, guy, let it go. That was like 20 years ago now. Like it wasn't 20, but like uh, close to. And uh, what have you done for me lately, my guy? Uh, not enough. And right now it's, you know, where all of this misinformation is spreading. And I think what's scarier for me is that like, we're sitting at this, this fulcrum point where we have 
more young people than ever before who feel okay to come out, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. is is so exciting for them. The, the concept of queer time, if you're unfamiliar with it at home, I definitely uh, recommend looking it up. I know it's something that um, a few of us have discussed as well, just that like many of us who didn't come out until we were much later, uh, much, much later on in our years. I mean, we feel like we missed all of this time to, you know, express our identity. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like catch up and things like that. I'm, I'm so thrilled that these kids many of them won't have to experience that at the same time the other side the other the 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 extreme fundamentalist you know anti-queer position is getting scarier and scarier and more bloodthirsty it is a horrendous remarkable terrible day when a uh, very very right-wing politician ted cruz says only that he thinks that it is not okay for uganda to murder queer people for being queer and his base turns on him that is uh concerning is is maybe the mildest word that that could be used there you know, like I said, I know that uh, this was obviously, this was unplanned. Uh, we went into this wanting to talk about uh, one thing, as a matter of fact, the the episode, literally when we planned this out many, many weeks ago, we wanted to title this episode, Don't Give Straight People Your Gay Dollars. Uh, and I maintain, I mean, it's a pretty excellent episode title. I came up with it. It's not a big deal. You guys, stop. It's so good. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, wow. my God. Thank so you. Close it out with Thank it. It's fine. Like, right. But honestly, you know, this was one of those uh, calling an audible moments that I feel like we had this week where it was like, we work in the business of literally what marketing is about is changing somebody's mind. Our work is rooted in what do people think? Why do they think that way? And how can we change it to the benefit of, of, you know, whatever we're trying to change it to. Are we? Um, And that's why. Oh, we're so manipulative. Oh my God. (laughs) Girl, 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 self reflection. <laughs> what are you doing? It's yeah, right. We held up a mirror to Kaylee in this moment, and like, Danielle and I are oh like, we're toxic. <laughs> yeah, no, like, so we're toxic. toxic. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't talk about all the childhood traumas that made us this way. Um, no, like, I mean, that's you know, it's it's something that like. I know that uh, back, you know, in in my my dating days of my uh, late twenties, early thirties, I would have people just reject me out of hand because I worked in marketing because I was like heralding the death of society. You know, like I I believe truly, like we started this podcast because we felt like there were important conversations that needed to be had that were not being had about the way that marketing and business shapes our world today. We need to start taking responsibility for some of this shit and stop acting as though there is some dividing line that we're not crossing. Mm -hmm. We are humans when we are at work 
and when we are at home and when we are checking our email and when we are buying software or we are buying pantyhose, we are fucking humans. And that's why we have these conversations. So like I said, you know, for, for us, it was calling an audible because it's pretty fucking tough to have some of these conversations around uh, pride right now without talking about the ways that um, corporate America has profited off of our people. I've, I've personally helped corporate America profit off of our people. I don't, I don't discount my role in this, you know, but the ways that, that it has uh, and then so quickly has, uh, has withdrawn support. I guess on, on that note, uh, talking about, dismally this is like the it's like the saddest episode but (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry but i'm not so i like how we started um, about my marriage right (laughs) yay Yay! let's bring it back you're in danger Um, you know, we are a community that, that, like I said, you know, not to be fucking bleak, but we've, I feel like we're on our own right now. And that's why, God damn it, this episode is about don't give straight people your gay dollars. Let's now, after, you know, a half hour, get into it. <laughs> We want to talk first and foremost about uh, large businesses that are cishet owned. And also like for the purposes of this podcast, I feel like, and like most of our podcasts, we should indicate like, like cisgender is identifying with the gender, the, the, the sex that you were assigned at birth. Am I like, I'm saying that correctly. And, and transgender is feeling as though you are, you identify with a different gender or no gender than the sex you were assigned at birth. Am I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no gender. A gender. I was like, metal. That's true. Fuck That's gender. True. Right. Yes. Uh, Alan is, is so anti-gender that they've taken to calling our client agendas agenders but well listen it's because i was speaking like trying a southern accent one time when i was typing in black and i was like hey guys i finished the agendas and then i was like a gender a gender a gender which gender uh just out here queering project management doing that (laughs) in my lane moisturized (laughs) unbothered (laughs) um you know we uh we do have some examples of businesses that are doing things right but i i know that uh i originally wanted to talk about this because like i think that you all might remember was it 2022 or 2021 i think it was 21 back when there was this bakery in texas during pride that literally all they did all they fucking did at this small town in texas this bakery i don't even remember the name of it i do not care to they the bakery was co-owned by two women who were cisgender and heterosexual and they made cookies with rainbows on them 
to me, this is the ultimate form of pandering because you're not actually saying anything. You just put a rainbow on a cookie and they act as though they took some great risk. And apparently it did not go unnoticed by the small uh, Texas town. And uh, one woman called and canceled her order of like, that wasn't really a, like a Texan accent. It was like much more like Schitt's Creek, like, <laughs> like Moira Rose a little bit, but that's fine. Um, we're going to run with it. Uh, and cance- canceled the order because uh, she didn't want to associate with a business that supported the gays. And uh, they made a post about it on Facebook. And the internet went wild. And suddenly there was a line out the door and around the block. People had driven hours to be in this small town, Texas bakery, to go show their support for the two ladies who were so brave that they put rainbows on cookies. Definitely never seen rainbows on pastry before unless it's gay. And... (laughs) gay cookies and then they they sold out they sold out of their baked goods and then people were like oh you've sold out but I still want to support you for all of the good you did standing up for the gays and they said okay well why don't we take donations and so they did they took donations but Dear listener, did they take donations for an organization that supports queer people of any kind? Nay, dear listener, (laughs) they did not. Instead, they took donations for an animal shelter. And when questioned about it on social media, the response was that gay people like dogs, too. So many gay people I mean, like. Where is that? the lie? Like, where's the lie? <laughs> I do, in fact, have four dogs in my home right now. So, uh, shortly thereafter, uh, her ex-husband, one of the co-owners, ex-husbands, uh, who is out as as being a queer man came forward and said, oh, yeah, no, she uh, divorced me um, and called me the F-slur lots. And that same woman didn't even say, no, I didn't. She said it was because he wanted to do things in the butt. And so she felt as though she was warranted in calling him the F-slur and profiting off of that rainbow and sending the excess to an animal shelter. Team, how do we feel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say that Jordan texted me from the other room and said, we do like dogs, though. So... <laughs> <laughs> jokes aside come on like as a queer creator i'm like it's such a struggle like it's such a struggle being like a creator an artist a queer business owner like you know any oppressed group is facing oppression on top of trying to do the normal things to make it in the world and it's like all that money 
this stuff can get so twisty. It's a twisty way to benefit the cishet, right? Like mm-hmm. somehow yeah. things keep ending up funneling in that direction. And yeah. largely, I don't know that people are super cognizant of that. They are. It's sure. from a good place, all coming from a good intention. And the impact is still the disenfranchised people are still disenfranchised, you know? Yeah. I think that kind of ties in with, like, the North Face pretty recently has been in the news for a good thing. But I was looking... Oh, good. Like, (laughs) there has been good news. Um, There's good news on this pod? (laughs) I know, I really Um, dragged this down there. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Let me lighten the mood. No, uh, the North Face recently partnered for uh, the month of Pride with drag queen and climate change activist Patty Gonya. Love her. What? Love. I went on a hike with a cold. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. This is... The North. Aren't those two different brands? Yeah. yeah. Well, Patagonia, Patagonia was partnered with Patagonia for this hike she did in Portland, but she must be a free agent. Love. Yeah. Love, Love that this match there. <laughs> anyway, they're using Patagonia um, to promote summer long activities, including Patagonia's attendance in head-to-toe North Face Pride capsule collection, but at local rural pride festivals, so highlighting like small-town prides and why it's important to celebrate in those areas, as well as hosting two big events with the North Face in Atlanta and Salt Lake City that does workshops, panel discussions, and different outdoor activities for everyone who loves the outdoors. Hmm. This included, obviously, Backlash because this year sucks, um, including MTG calling for boycotts of the brand. Marjorie Taylor Green. Yes. Oh, okay. Are we? She warns us who should not be named. The luck of the two. <laughs> anyway, unlike Bud Light, the North Face actually doubled down on their partnership, stating the North Face has always believed the outdoors should be welcoming, equitable, and safe place for all. We are honored and grateful to support partners like Patagonia, who help make this vision a reality. Summer of Pride series, now in its second year, has helped foster a more accessible, welcoming environment for individuals of all backgrounds to gather and experience the joy of the outdoors. Yes. Yes. Overall, they are hosting these events in rural locations where like Salt Lake City in Atlanta, I would have to imagine it's not very warming to the queer community in either of them. It's not fucking it's not fucking rural. Not rural. Really? No, not herself. Not with the North. Atlanta Atlanta queers represent no, but oh, yeah. the a- that's why it's hot land. Yeah, it's the hot, hot the ATL and the I guess it's Salt Lake City that I'm like queer Mormons here for it. Yeah, so. SLC punk, man. <laughs> Want to be there? Um, <laughs> they're hosting these different events. Um, mainly, they're obviously pushing their Pride collection, the Pride capsule collection, which is designed by a queer creator, um, tagged in the video of Patty Gonya. It's the dress that she's wearing. Um, but that, that's kind of where it stops with the North Face. I think they are at a time, especially with Patty's, like, well-being being put on the front lines at this point. 
Um, there might yeah. need to be a little extra just to show that it's like going to be safe if you attend these events, that they're really here for the community. Um, but like using a drag queen, it's very much like Bud Light, who's trying to use a trans person. Drag queens are also people that are like being regularly laws against them. So fucking stupid. Um that like they're using someone who's obviously going to get headlines but they fucking stood their ground and they were like out outsides for everyone everyone can go outside like so yeah dumb fucks <laughs> I, I mean my favorite part about that is the double down obviously for obvious reasons that we've we've talked about like we aren't seeing that we're seeing the opposite and so them to be like no actually we like this thing and we yeah. don't and, get fucked and outdoor people are fucking loyal yeah like, yeah they're sure. gonna die wearing north face yeah <laughs> the same, in fact the same I, north I face from like 1982 Ooh, north face <laughs> sorry i it's like i you, you had to you wanted it too much. <laughs> you had to i'm north face you had to no uh i know i do think i i think in general too you know the north face patagonia they are um because i believe that patagonia has been a supporter of pride in the past i i guess i don't know what the situation is right now i mean you gotta know your audience right like we talked about subaru Mm -hmm. uh and so like i imagine that they do know their audience but i know that they have previously been a topic of discussion in like marketing groups on social media about like, this is how you lose 50% of your customers. And I'm like, no, it's not motherfucker. If anybody really has that much of a problem with it, that they're going to like, like, I'm sorry, Kid Rock didn't own any North face to shoot at. Okay. Like he wasn't, he didn't buy any, he wasn't going to buy any, and anybody that really does have a problem with it, like, oh, no, they'll, like, put it away in their closet and never think about it again. But, like, it's really not a huge part of their base that's going to stop. That's either, one, opposed to the message, but, two, is going to stop purchasing North Face because of the message. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, also, it's not the fucking worst thing in the world for, Alan, like you said, a corporation to just decide to dig in their heels on it yeah yeah and like just like i was saying earlier if if the like cost of allyship is higher they're like we'll pay it yeah yeah it's worth it well and i think that's like i i I don't want anybody you know listening to assume because i feel like it's so easy when you are sitting on the ally side um you know, like as, as a, a white person, as a splotchy white person, I have had to like, uh, take a step back and, and, and think about, you know, my own allyship towards, uh, communities that are black or indigenous or, uh, communities of color. And, and when I feel the bristle that I'm not being an ally in the way that a community wants, to, to sit with that bristle and to go like, okay, well, what can I do, you know, to fix this in myself, to dismantle this in myself? And I'm not like, I'm so amazing at being an ally. Like, it's been tough, right? Like, it's a hard thing to do. And I have <laughs> not ever done it 100% right. I don't think any of us have. I, I do think, though, that like, 
it is really easy when you're an ally to be like, well, I'm trying really hard. And if you don't see that, then you know what? I just, then I won't be here at all. And like, there's always that like threat of withdrawal. And so I don't, I don't want people at home who are feeling like maybe they're a little tender, a little tendy from this convo. I don't want you to like exit. I want you to stay in the tendy and understand that like, we know like, okay, you know, hashtag not all straight people. Like a lot of these folks who are supporting pride, especially this year, they are allies, you know, that's awesome. I'm not saying that you don't deserve to turn a profit this year. I am saying that queer people deserve it more. <laughs> I can say that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're the boss. <laughs> you're the reason for the season, baby. Say whatever you want. <laughs> you know, even if you are an ally, like the truth is that your business benefits from being an ally. And allies, as we've illustrated with a couple of you know these small businesses, often benefit more than the the queer people who are supposed to be supported, right? Right. Right. So do it. I don't know. I in every state it's legal to be an ally, but it's not legal to be who we are in every state. And increasingly it's becoming less legal to exist as just an LGBTQ person in general. So yeah. On that note Uh, Just because it's becoming increasingly less legal, I have a snapshot of the current, there's a weekly update on humanrightscampaign.com or .org for people who are interested in being in the know. There are over 540 anti-LGBTQ plus bills introduced into state legislators, over 250 specifically targeting transgender. So, a little bit less than 50%. 45 anti-LGBTQ laws have been enacted so far this year as well, including uh, laws banning gender-affirming care for transgender youth. There have been 13 laws against that, three uh, requiring or allowing misgendering of transgender students, two targeting drag performances, three creating a license to discriminate, so having to say how you identify and two laws censoring school curriculums, including books. Thanks, Ron DeSantis. So that's where we're at. It's Those numbers might grow next week. That is what it is as of today, June 7th. The silence here isn't, uh, isn't rehearsed uh, or scripted. Um, it's just, man, that's the fucking reality. It's bleak. What's not bleak, though, is queer buying power, though. (laughs) Yeah. So let's (laughs) focus on how we can move the fuck on. How do we give our doll hairs to these gay businesses? There are doll hairs available. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and... And, and you power. know, more more than doll hairs available, like, I think it's important that people understand that, like, for whatever, you know, like, whatever ad you're getting 
in, on Instagram for pride merchandise, like, like asking yourself, like, but is it queer? You know, like, because there are so many and not just it's not just queer buying power. It's, you know, the revenue power. It's the the businesses that that are are owned by queer people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, touche. You can find resources on how to find those queer owned businesses. There are business owned their biz, queer owned business directories such as queercos.com, gaylesbiandirectory.com, gaypages.com, gl gaypages.com. It's like a gay All of these will, None of these will pull up anything inappropriate, just businesses. It's like um, Gages was right there. <laughs> uh the Pride app and also the NGLCC's website. Uh you can also use queer owned filters on intentionalist.com, which is a website dedicated for you to be intentional with your dollars, uh, or the SBA's website. You can also check your local town websites. For example, Visit St. Petersburg has a website dedicated to LGBT-owned businesses. Uh, There's one in Portland that I also pulled up. Seattle also has one on your Visit websites. Uh, You can search on Etsy for queer-owned shops, and they will pop up queer-owned businesses. Uh, Most of them have it tagged as their business, so it is someone tagging it. We'll see if the tag goes away in July. Um, At 11.59 p.m. There's no way, (laughs) unlike, actually, and we learned this as a business, unlike the NGLCC or a lot of these chambers of commerce, uh, Etsy's not going to make you need proof of your queerness which other places require. I was wondering if we were going to talk about that. that. (laughs) That chamber of commerce that wants me to, to prove that I'm queer. By sending three reference letters. It's too good. It's too funny. It's too rich. The joke. I feel like I, I feel like I shouldn't talk about it. I know. So we get it. It's like, I want to be in it. I want to be in it. But like, yeah, three reference letters to prove. Three don't ask me who I. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask me who I had to ask and why. <laughs> You're like going through your texts. <laughs> like, like <laughs> here's my hey, past uh, traumatized. Like, <laughs> I know that we haven't talked in two years. Um, how are you? Just wondering um, if you'd do me a favor. Um. <laughs> like just uh got a weird question to ask so weird oh my god um would you write me a letter of recommendation no sorry reference but also recommendation (laughs) (laughs) well people are always like what do i say in this letter like how i don't know say she's gay (laughs) okay go ahead for our international friends, there is also everythingisqueer.com, which is an always updating Google map that shares the locations of queer-owned businesses across the globe so you can partake in the queer economy all over the world. What does I we we touched very briefly, maybe I sidelined us. <laughs> Uh, about the the business revenue power. Oh, yeah, we were sidelined. I can go into that, though. So the NGLCC, uh, which is the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce? Question mark? Is that the one I'm trying to get into? Yes. I, yes. 
Um, so they created the first ever queer economy report called America's LGBT Economy uh, by pulling information from a bunch of different federal agencies to create kind of like one report on LGBTQ business owners and entrepreneurs. In the initial report that was created in 2017, the community at that time in 2017 was averaging $2.4 million in revenue a year. They have been in business on average for at least 12 years, which is way above the national average for businesses. And they created a total of 33,000 jobs in 2017, contributing over $1.15 billion to the economy in 2015 previously. According to the new updated report as of this year, they have an estimated 1.4 million LGBTQ-owned businesses in terms of revenue, accounting for $1.7 trillion in revenue. What? There are 1.4 million queer-owned businesses that account for 1.7 trillion dollars in revenue. You're killing it, Kate. <laughs> I'm killing it. it. I, I did see that the 33,000 jobs in 2017, and I was like, I wonder what 2022 would be. 33,000 and two. And two. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Because I created those two? Yeah. Get it? For you guys? Yeah. Did you get it? Thank you. So the two additional ones? Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Justin Nelson, the NGLCC's president and co-founder, told NBC Out that for LGBTQ-owned businesses to actually succeed, they have to have fair access to capital and credit, which federal data collection would help support um, that process. So right now, it is actually more important to actively make sure your money is going towards LGBTQ businesses um, because we want to be able to also collect that data and be able to have access to capital and credit. Is there somebody Who is more she? important than us right now? Who is she? Um, my antidepressants. So, <laughs> I feel like it's Lexapro. <laughs> it's Lexi. I knew I was going to need it after <laughs> this podcast. Uh, so, what we're saying ultimately is that, you know, give queer people your gay dollars and also to not send along grants that are being given to LGBTQ businesses when you find out about them to not send those along to me is a hate crime. I think so. I don't make the rules. Yeah. I don't make the rules. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, uh, I think that we have made some uh, important points here. Uh, I know that we, like I said, called a little bit of an audible for the first half of this podcast, but ultimately the message that we're trying to get across is that it's not, you're not bad if you already bought your queer merch from, you know, straight owned businesses, but it's, you know, I feel like we have the same fucking action item for every podcast that we've done, which is like, your number one action item is to think about these things. <laughs> like to just like pay attention, you know, have a second about Google, just like look into like, it. I also recognize that ultimately like the success of like marketing in general actually counts on you not paying attention to things. Um, and that's, you know, one of the reasons that we're here is like, no, like you should. Be a more mindful consumer. Go to theintentionalist.com. If they don't fucking sponsor us and we said their name like three times, okay? Like, right. <laughs> we're, we want this sponsor. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, think about these things. Uh, think about where it is that you're spending your money. And, and also, as we've said multiple times that, you know, we're learning in public as well. I know, like, I have not always thought about those things. I have just purchased the gay thing that I liked and didn't think about where that money was going. I've done it in Pride's past. Um, you know, I have failed to uh, really do any of that research and that can be tough. Um, but right now it's more important than absolutely ever. Um, like I'm even thinking about it. Uh, I, I've told you to this, that the shirt that I want is actually from Crooked Media's Love It or Leave It, that it says, uh, we're here, we're queer, I have a brick. And I really want it, but it's sold out. And like, uh, John Lovett is gay. And so I felt really comfortable buying from that place. And then when I go to Google it, it's like a bunch of sus sites that I'm like, I don't think you guys are really gay. And like, how do I check? I have to get their letters of reference. That's it. And that takes a long time. Yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story is ask every company you want to buy from for three letters of reference. If you could also preemptively have those three letters of reference for when you need to tell That's people right. you're queer, just like have it on hand. Yeah. Um, they should be notarized by the gays. If you or your need their number. <laughs> or you people. Or you're <laughs> They're short. <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, it is tough to, to find, like, and I say this as somebody that I, I try to pride myself on being a conscious consumer and, and giving my gay dollars to, you know, uh, queer owned businesses and queer creators where I can, I even had a tough time finding, you know, queer creators looking actively for them. And so I know like we had that, that conversation this week in our, uh, and our office in our Slack office and, uh, Kaylee, do you want to share what you and Alan have been working at? Yes. So me and Alan, we have been working on a project for all of you listeners, which is a super easy list of different businesses you can purchase from who are queer, whether it's art you want, whether it's prints, it's a cute enamel pin, it's a super gay t-shirt, a crocheted mushroom, whatever you're looking for. I found it in a carousel on our Instagram right now. And if I didn't find a business that you were like, how fucking dare you forget? Uh, leave a comment and be like, what the fuck happened to this person? And maybe we will shout them out. Maybe. Yes, we will. I saw, I saw the two of you uh, collabing on that thread. And I just want to say that our very own Alan listed themselves <laughs> And I say that, one, to embarrass them, and two, to make sure that you go and buy their book of poetry. Uh, it's a hate crime, if you don't. It is. Again, really I don't book. make the rules. Yeah, I wouldn't know how good of a book it is. I only ordered three fucking copies, and they still haven't gotten to me. They got to Florida it's first? It's fine. 
Listen, I keep telling her they were shipped in the order they were received. So, well, I'm um, telling you that I ordered three and I'm only one person and I'm not going to put all three of them on my goddamn bookcase. So I kind of feel like I should have gotten some kind of press <laughs> is all I'm saying. I'm not the boss of it. I loved you three times more than everybody else. <laughs> That's so nice. I didn't know you bought three. I wonder where they are. Did you actually check out? Did you? No. <laughs> They're still on no, her phone. Can you imagine? <laughs> Of course I did. No, I did. Did you get don't, a don't. confirmation you email? That, you know that I'm neurodivergent. Well, yeah. You have to close out this podcast, no. everyone. <laughs> I I uh, ordered on... Oh, two. Wow. I, I ordered two. I only loved so, you twice as much. Turn as down else. the petty. <laughs> on May 1st. Uh, wow, I think it was one more than you ordered, Kaylee. I got fucking... mine. So... Proof the pudding, bitch. Wow, you should you should email Fern and see where it is because that seems weird. Jesus Christ, yeah. Fern, come on, Fern, help me out, here. Come on, Fern. help me out here, Fern. <laughs> uh, but you can also, as a listener at home, you can also purchase a uh, dead name from our very own Owen Connolly, published poet, uh, published genius award-winning marketer award-winning her project of manager third, third host, host. <laughs> third host. <laughs> um the other thing you can do like let's say that you are uh a human who has already purchased your pride shit and uh whether you are queer or you are a supporter uh, and you're like, ah, I didn't really check to see, like, you don't have to, like, go back and check. Like, it's it's okay. But, you know, take a look at the the post that will be on our Instagram um, that Kaylee and Alan put together uh, this list of resources that you can go and follow these creators and amplify them and share information uh, that they publish on their socials. This is one one, like... I call it a small way, but it actually is a pretty big way, especially when you consider that a lot of creators, especially uh, marginalized creators on social media, are essentially the content creation is like an unpaid job for them if they're creating something that's not content, like and selling something that's not content. So every time that you see Alan posting, just think like they're not getting paid by Instagram for that. And so sharing some of that stuff to your stories, to your feed, that is actually more helpful than you know. Yeah. It helps that uh, famous dancing algorithm yeah. that uh, you know about from Alan and Kaylee. Um, it does help more than you know. It's not a small thing, especially so like if you don't have a lot of money to be able to spend on merch this year do that, you know, share, share posts from those creators. And that's also something that you can do as a business. Uh, you can share some of those, uh, those creators posts as well. What else, Alan, what else can folks do as action items, whether they're business owners, <laughs> marketers, consumers, what can they do? You're such a dick. <laughs> you know, I hate this. Well, I feel like we need to stress somewhere how important it is to give your dollars locally. Ooh. Sure is. That was it. <laughs> that was it. 
I wasn't even fucking gay. <laughs> well, I mean, well, okay. So I just I, so is fucking like, Amex's I'm, shop small. Like, <laughs> I want to mirror what you said though. Like sharing and doing little free things helps so much. But like when I say locally, it's also like I feel like there's a some creators and like some businesses already have a ton of traction right like they already post and they already sell a lot and that's not to like i don't want to stop their growth but like if there are smaller people i mean even just your friend who makes little things and sells them on etsy um someone in your community uplift those voices too like don't forget about the little guy also try to make sure to look into local nonprofits um, so you can de- yeah. uh, directly help your local LGBTQ community, whether it's donating your clothes to an LGBT friendly uh, nonprofit for homeless. Yeah, there's a bunch of like prom dress places you can donate clothes to as well as looking at just any local organization that assists within the community. Uh, we help a couple out in Colorado. Love, We would love for more nationwide. Hello. Yeah, like if you, if you are a gay business. If you're a local gay business needing help with your gay dollars, we can move those gay dollars for you. <laughs> we, can, we, we can spend your gay dollars so that other people will spend their gay and dollars we'll, on we'll you. And we'll spend it also gay. Um, <laughs> that's the real gay economy. <laughs> yeah, right. This chamber of commerce. They don't understand just how much we're doing for gay commerce right now. <laughs> I also, I also thought when when Alan was like, just to mirror what you said, I was like, bitch, you do not get to steal the thing that I said and just rephrase it. That's not like you don't get to say a not gay thing and then be like. <laughs> To mirror what Danielle said. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You call me out when you think I'm not paying attention, and I wasn't. No, I don't. <laughs> I call you out when I feel like you haven't had enough air. Thank time. you for giving me space. And listen, you, what you said was so good that I just wanted to hold up. <laughs> you are so full of shit. <laughs> um, I'm here to support your local gay bars. Oh, yeah. And also yes. what what fucking Kaylee was saying. Let me just repeat that. But <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what? It's your month. Just say everything. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you supposed to be a queer creator? <laughs> you don't know what kind. <laughs> anyway. Not a queer ideas stealer? <laughs> but like, no, like there are for for trans specifically, like I think of like Marsha's Closet. It's like a place where people mm-hmm. can go. Yeah. You can donate your clothes that are gendered mm-hmm. or just your clothes. And like people can go and find things that make them feel euphoric and, and, and they don't have to buy it if they're, they don't have the money to get their dresses or their like pea coats or whatever. So, yeah. I think, you know, to to capitalize on something that you said there, Kaylee, not just to repeat it, <laughs> but to say uh, just a, a tiny bit more um, is, you know, 
and and also something that you said, Alan, there are lots of these businesses that are making a lot of money, but also when it comes to nonprofits, there are lots of national nonprofits like the Human Rights Campaign that like are that's amazing that they're getting you know all of the support and all of this money, um, but also your local nonprofits struggle more; they need more, and if they're not partnered with those bigger organizations, they risk closing their doors. Mm-hmm. And the the human rights campaign is fantastic, but what have they done for your local gays lately? You know, they're they're doing great work. It's a little bit like planned parenthood versus your like local, you know, community clinic. Like they're amazing and they this money is going to fight legislation and to, you know, hire good lawyers and things like that. Like there's, there's no question that what they, a lot of what they are doing is really important at the same time, people, wherever you live locally deserve to live uh, safely and happily and with support. So when you're talking about supporting nonprofits as marketers, um, or if you are a creator, or if you are a business owner, if you're trying to figure out where to like support the community this month, a good place to start is finding those local nonprofits. Donate a portion of your proceeds to that local nonprofit. If you have a brick and mortar space, you can donate that space to the nonprofit for uh, a gathering or for a pride event. Um, You can donate your time. You can donate your money. You can put up a little donation box right at the, like in your store, in your space, that's going to go to that nonprofit. And uh, this year, Sadly, um, no matter if you have an office or a brick and mortar location, honestly, like one of the one of the best things that you could do this year is to put up a flag. And while the rainbow flag is amazing, we are seeing in the community um, a growing number of the LGBTQ people who are anti-trans and it's something that needs to be said because especially if you're an ally or you're not really necessarily aware of that growing uh, movement inside of our own community, which, you know, is is our responsibility to rein in um, those of us who are LGB or Q and uh, are seeing this. Um, It's really important now, maybe, more than ever, certainly more than ever in recent history, that you do incorporate, you do hang a flag that incorporates trans colors in it. Because trans people need to feel as though your space is safe for them. Um, And that, again, you know, we we don't want to just stop there. In 2023, though, uh, it apparently needs to be said and needs to be displayed. So if you do have a rainbow flag or a rainbow sticker, consider upgrading. Uh, not everybody likes the flag that includes the the triangle on the left. I think it's great, but like not everybody likes it. And, you know, that's fine. I guess I would encourage you to get over it. But uh, <laughs> in general, you could also just buy a trans flag and put it up in your storefront as well. Uh, to indicate that you are an ally, a supporter. Any other items, y'all? Just 
try to be better this pride. We're only as recording, we're a week in. You got three weeks to be a stronger ally. Um, and just, you know, just be a little bit, just do a little bit more this year. It's not to say you were bad last year. It's just like we can all get better every year, right? Everyone like- here's another thing. Okay, actually, mini rant. Everyone is always learning. Every you will make mistakes every day of your life. I constantly am still, I'm sure I still slip up in terms of speaking correctly with all of our clients, um, even with Awen changing their name. Like it's a process, it's something you go and you might get wrong, but that's okay. Acknowledge you what you did wrong, say, This is what was wrong, this is how I'll change it, and just move on and keep doing it. Like, no one is asking you to stop living your life to focus on this one thing. You just made a it's a mistake if you misjud if you use the wrong pronoun, just oh, sorry, not that, like or don't even say sorry really, just correct yourself. You know it was a mistake and that's it. You don't it's no one is screaming at you. If you get it wrong, no one is going to be like some people might. It's a crazy world out there. But like seriously, it's okay to make a mistake and just keep learning every day no matter what the topic is sorry (laughs) i loved it thank you yeah (laughs) i mean like i you know we're all here we're all learning in public um it's something that we've said from the the very start of this podcast hell we might look back on things that we've said and you know need to issue corrections for ourselves and the things that we've said um so when we say do better be better get better uh, it's not from a place of, you know, perfection ourselves. Yeah. Uh, it's not even saying that who you were yesterday is bad. It's saying that all of us have a responsibility to ourselves, to the world, to each other, to work hard at improving uh, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially in this time when uh, people we love are at risk of, of violence and their lives ending because some people refuse to look in the mirror and ask how they can be a little bit better every day. That's what we're doing here is, uh, trying to make marketing and business a little bit better every day. Uh, and time will tell if, you know, we have any kind of impact at all. Uh, God knows. I hope we do. I'll bet those letters of reference will help. Definitely. Um, that will make the difference. Uh, Thank you so much for listening this week. And, uh, you know, again, uh, we we appreciate you sticking around for what was kind of a heavy episode and also maybe occasionally felt like a finger wagging episode. We're not trying to be those people who chide other people. Like I said, we we literally just talked about uh, learning in public and, and, and trying to improve every day. Um, we want for our listeners at home, our viewers at home to be able to do the same. Uh, Cause that's how we build the world that we all actually enjoy living in. So thank you again for tuning in for the third of our installment of pride. Uh, we've got some exciting uh, conversations and opportunities coming up for you in the coming weeks. Uh, Thank you again for your time and we will see you on Tuesday. Okay, bye.
Thanks for tuning in to Target Snarket, a weekly podcast brought to you by Broad Digital Consulting. Our podcast is hosted by Danielle Bilbrook, Kaylee Myers, and Alan Connolly, and produced by Margot Gill. You can always learn more about Broad Digital Consulting on our website, broad.digital. That's B-R-O-A-D dot digital. Or you can find us on social media using the handle at Target Snarket. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling so inclined, we'd love for you to review our pod if you like what you're hearing. 